ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. You and Siri done having the combo? Oh, Siri just popped up on my phone. Siri, like, Siri was mad at you. I, you. I never heard that aggression Did you hear before. me reference Siri? Yeah. I didn't. She just popped up. I don't who know. else popped up? Hi, hello. Nice to Christopher see you. He made real it. handsome. Hand to hand, hair? nice suit. I'm oh, ready to go. Oh, you, everybody <laughs> loved your, your Oscar-winning performance with your expression. It was not a performance. In Gummyland. I was, I was in Gummyland. absolutely flabbergasted. You were flabbergasted. Yeah. We missing gummy, somebody? Yeah. We missing somebody? Yes, he looks like he got a haircut. Where is he? Oh, there he is. Where are you? Why are you not here? Well, um, you know, what happened is, is that the mobster that is Sonny Corinthos needed his 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 his, 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 his henchman, you know, in Port Charles. I got some in the Port Charles for General Hospital, so I had ah, to come out here okay, you work and tape a few scenes. I had to come out here and tape a few scenes for a couple of days and stuff like that. And since I was already out here, and it was like. 80-something degrees here, but it was raining and cold there. I just figured it would be all right raining to stay. Is right now? No, it's beautiful no, it's today. nice now. Beautiful today. Weather hey, listen, listen, all weekend listen. now. My, 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 my two little angels gave me permission, to, they gave Daddy permission to stay out here until Friday. I got their blessing for Friday, so I'm, I'm that here. That makes sense. Rest. Very good. Yep. Very yep. good. Okay. How are you? Oh, I'm amazing. Good. You want to start the show? You go ahead. Okay. You're the boss. All right. Uh, the losing, taking a toll on the Jets locker room, sitting at one and two. They host Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs Sunday. Take a listen to what longtime Jets reporter Rich Meany had to say, as well as Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee. The thing is, he's coming off as a Zach apologist, and that doesn't play well in the locker room. The defense, in particular, is not happy. This defense knows that if any other player were performing his job the way Wilson is performing his, that player would be benched. Trust me, there's tension in that locker room. I'd like to see everybody stick together, our fan base, our former players, and our current players, because uh, too much uh, negativity uh, and the world is crashing down after three weeks. It's a long season, a lot of time, a lot of things that can happen. Let's just take a couple breaths. Okay, I'm not going to say we need to relax, but let's take a couple breaths. All right, and then let's, uh, you know, it's going to be some fun things on Sunday. First of all, can someone please get Aaron a pillow? I think he was doing treatment. Yeah, but he's like back like this. So he can, he can talk, at least well, he can rest his head. Poor work. Yeah, he I should mean, have a pillow, you're, though. You're the like, expert with stuff like that. You should whoa. understand. Whoa. Okay, you should understand. Whoa. You know better whoa. than anybody about that. Someone gets Stephen that A. his blueberry like muffin me. and his tea with oh. milk and honey. Because I can't. No, he's, our, no, he's cranky today. You oh, feeling the God. energy? Yeah, he, was, he was dead at 430 and he's working. I didn't, I didn't I'm, think I'm, you were cranky. Hey, doggy, I am wide awake. I'm in a wonderful mood. I am happy to see you. All I'm right. happy to see Molly, Very good. and I'm definitely happy to see my man Swagoo. I am wide awake. I'm energized. I'm ready to roll. I'm happy. I'm good. Do you Trust. have to shoot today? Do you have to shoot today? With no, no actually, actually, me and my boy uh, Antoine Fuqua, you heard that name. We, we we going out to lunch late. Man, I didn't. See, you know, this dude, bro. You said it. I need, I, 
me and you gonna have we gonna have we gonna have a humility talk pretty and, and, soon. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 then, okay. and, then, and, then, and then I'm supposed to be chilling with a Kenya Burris a little bit later. I'm just why, I why do I have to be the grown up? I'm just saying. Why do I have to be the grown up in this situation? <laughs> I'm gonna have to be the grown up. Oh my god! Highlights of the ice bowl and he's bouncing around Los Angeles. The bright lights. Hey man, live your life, live it to the fullest, brother. I love it. I love it. Doggy. Yes, Jets. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if that was the answer. that's what we're doing. Are Sal and Wilson, seriously, are Zach Wilson and the head coach taking too much heat right now? Absolutely. I mean, the guy who should take the heat here is Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, the Jet general manager, he didn't give Salah a parachute if, in fact, something happened to Rodgers in the the summertime or in the beginning part of the year. If you really want to pin pin this down, he should have gotten himself a veteran backup quarterback make Wilson a third-string quarterback and get himself a veteran here. So if Rodgers, who at 40 years old in December, somewhat brittle, concussion, whatever, he could put somebody in there to keep the team afloat. So if anybody deserves the grief, it should be the – and he's done a good job. Don't get me wrong. He drafted Zach Wilson. Yep. But if anybody deserves the grief, it should be the GM. And as far as Soller is concerned, I love Samini. Known him for a long time. I'm a big fan. But Rich, Rich, what do you want Soller to do? Do his press conferences and say, yeah, our quarterback stinks. We have nobody else to play. Boyle's awful. What do you guys want me to do? We got to play him. He can't say that. So he's got to take some of the blame away from Wilson, who's fragile to begin with, to make Fred Wilson yeah. think that he still can be somewhat competitive. So I don't blame Solomon at all. Wilson, we blame everything but the Kennedy assassination on, on Russell on Zach Wilson. And as far as the whole thing with Joe, give Douglas the grief. Yeah. He had five months to go get an Andy Dalton. You've been telling me about Haneke forever. Yep. Go get Kobe Brissett. Go get somebody who can come here and play three, four games. Now, as it turns out, the season was ruined anyway. But play three, four games to make the Jets at least watchable. Yeah. So I don't blame Salah. The quarterback, I feel bad for the quarterback. I got to hear Joe Willie Namath now. And I love Joe Namath. <laughs> wow. I you got a whole really? government name. Uh, he's he's really? Joe Willie? Yeah, really? I, mean, I love Joe Willie. <laughs> I didn't really? know he's Joe Willie. Joe Willie. You didn't know Hold that? On. No. Hold on. Hold on. Can oh, I take Joe it from Willie. here? Can I take it from <laughs> yes. here? First of all, before I tear in the doggy, because I, I completely dog, dis- before I tear in the doggy, because I completely disagree with him. That Kennedy assassination line was hilarious. Was I, mean, I, I mean, that that, that was, was a good one. That was a good one. I give it, I give you that. But you are the last person. You are the last person on the planet who should be complaining about Joe Namath. I mean, that falls right into your wheelhouse, Mr. Historian. Okay? I mean, the 1968 Super Bowl, that's you. That's you all day, every day. You understand what I'm saying? What, remember months ago uh, Remember months ago when Staley and, and them kept his job, but they fired the offensive coordinator? What did Doggy say with his mad, what are you mad about segment? Don't they know he's a Lombardi's grandson? Is that what he said? That's what Doggy said. So no, we don't want to hear that right now. You can't complain about Joe Namath. But that was funny. That really, really was funny about Kitty. Here's the deal about Salah. Of course him and Zach Wilson deserve to take the heat. There's no doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers can't say relax, so I'm glad he didn't try it. No, Aaron Rodgers, you don't need a damn pillow like Molly said. Whatever makes you comfortable, bro. Don't even worry about that. I want here's him the to reality. be comfortable. Uh, here's the reality of the situation, okay? And I'm sure you want him to be comfortable, Molly. Of course, of course, you're all about comfort. Here's the deal. Robert Sala has had two offensive coordinators since he got the job. He just got the job in 2021. In two years, he got two offensive coordinators. Let's get that out the way. Do you know that since that time, since he's arrived, in 2021, I'm looking at it right here. 
He's made nine in-season changes at the quarterback position due either to injury or performance. That's not about the GM. That's about him. I'm not saying absolve Douglas, GM, from from, 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 from culpability. I get that part. But we got to look at, uh, at Salah. The fact of the matter is nine in-season changes, there's something that's awry. There's something that just ain't there. To, to, you change the quarterback, the, the offensive coordinator position two times. There's something there. That's about him. That's not about the GM. That's about who you chose as your offensive coordinator. That's about who you elected to put out on the field. And the reason why the heat is, is warranted, doggy, is because when you take those things into account, along with the history of the New York Jets, who have not been to a Super Bowl, let alone won one, since 1968. You've seen it. The days of Klecko and Gastineau. Yes, I remember those. Obviously, Bill Parcells with Keyshawn Johnson and Testa Verde, AFC Championship game. Then you got Rex Ryan back-to-back with Mark Sanchez. They've been knocking on the door, but there are very few fan bases in National Football League history that have suffered more than the New York Jets fan base has suffered over a half century, bro. Over a half century. And so I say to you, when you take all of those things into account and you consider how ill-equipped they were for the potential injury to an Aaron Rodgers, how a season full of hope where there was Super Bowl aspirations has been reduced to rubble because you know they're already winless and you don't anticipate they're going to win anymore. And the person at the quarterback position is somebody, the team themselves, with their white Mike effing white T-shirts going into the Minnesota game last year. In support of one win. the team has told you, the team has told you, we don't want Zach Wilson for Robert Salah to go out there and to literally praise Zach Wilson and, and talk about this belief in him is utterly ridiculous. He deserves that heat, and we know Zach Wilson deserves that heat for his performance. Um, <clears throat> Stephen, now you're so wrong, it's ridiculous. First of all, let's go back. Let's go on the timeline here. Sure. We all can agree. I think me, you, and Mad Dog can agree that Robert Salah has no control over what's happening in that building. This team, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, spent the entire offseason chasing Aaron Rodgers to come play football. They, Zach Wilson was an afterthought. They did not prepare to not have um, Aaron Rodgers, like Mad Dog said, we knew that Zach Wilson wasn't good before they started looking for a quarterback this offseason. That's why they started looking for one. If you go out, if I tell you, Stephen A., what we have right now on this roster ain't good enough, but we finna go get Aaron Rodgers. And we also got to remember that we play in the NFL, so the potential of injury to a 40-year-old quarterback is highly likely playing in this league. And you have no contingency plan other than Zach Wilson. Robert Sala ain't making that decision. That's Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas. This was so above his head on how this organization was being run when it came to getting Aaron Rodgers. Now, could he go into the office and fight and say, hey, we need a backup quarterback just in case Aaron Rodgers don't go work out? Remember, they demoted this kid the third string last year. He was the third string quarterback at a time last year. They knew what was happening if they lost Aaron Rodgers. They meaning Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson. And they decided, like we all applauded them for, I'm going to put all my chips in the table and I'm going to bet on Aaron Rodgers. Well, the worst thing happened 
The catastrophic happened and they are not prepared for it. And if we want to blame Robert Salah, if we want to blame Zach Wilson, first of all, what we blame is Zach Wilson for. We, what, what is Zach Wilson doing that we didn't expect Zach Wilson to do? We, we expected Zach Wilson to look this bad. We expected him not to be ready to play. And let me go to the last point. They didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett or Brink. You bring up coaching all the time. And we have issues. Me and you have sat on this show and talked about Cliff Kingsbury. Let me ask you this. Bring Stephen A. up on the camera. I know he likes to say this. Let me ask you this. Last year in Denver, what did Nathaniel Hackett do to get a job as an OC right after he was fired? Marketing himself as the guy that, that was tight with Aaron Rodgers. And who do you think made that decision, Stephen A.? Aaron Rodgers? You think Robert Salah made that decision? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not challenging that. But I that's what right I'm saying. That. Like, the, everything that has happened with this quarterback situation has been above this man's head. But he is the one that got to trot out there at press conferences and talk about the quarterback situation. Now, was he all in for it? Yes. Who wouldn't be all in for getting Aaron Rodgers? But the fact that they did not have a contingency plan and now they got to go sign Trevor Simeon to be a backup plan for Zach Wilson is absolute front office malpractice. And that's who the blame should go to. Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson. That's the blame. It ain't Salah. Well, first of all, a couple of things. Number one, I really appreciate you sitting in that seat and then asking for that camera and asking for yeah, me to show I wanted up to on see your face because face you, know, you, you it just shows that you're learning. You're, you're learning. You're learning. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate that. That's very, very important to, to, to know. I'm not disagreeing with the culpability that falls on the shoulders of Douglas. What I am saying is this. You got Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Okay. You got a running game. You got Garrett Wilson. You got familiar targets with Lazard and Cobb to Aaron Rodgers, not necessarily to Zach Wilson. You can point out how Tim Boyle is your backup quarterback. You've got enough of a voice in Douglas's ear to make sure you can sit up there and put Marcus back on the screen so I can see him when I say this. Oh my! It God. is not beyond. It is not beyond the pale to imagine or to require Salah to say, say to Douglas, you know, this is football. Injuries do happen. We got to get a backup in case he gets hurt because Zach Wilson's not that dude. That's number one. Number two, I'm not saying that you go out there in a press conference, doggy, and you excoriate Zach Wilson. What I'm saying is, remember, long before there was Mad Dog Radio, and I know Mad Dog Radio's valuable, and I know that's big time, and I know it's your channel, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every day, Mad Dog Radio, Channel 82, Sirius XM. I get it, but long before that, there would have been no Mad Dog channel if it wasn't for the greatness of Mad Dog Russo with Mike Francesa in New York City. Mike and the Mad Dog for years, start from 1987, okay? That was in New York City. You know the New York fan base better than anybody. I was born and raised in the streets of New York, and I don't know the New York fan base better than you because of how many years you were doing sports talk radio in that city, in the media capital of the world. You know good and damn well you cannot spit in people's face and tell them it's raining. You cannot sit up there with, with, with bravado and emphasis and talk about how Zach Wilson is your guy. He's our guy, blah, blah, blah. We're all in. They're not all in. And when you lie to people like that, Swagoo, is what I'm talking about. You're talking about from a football decision-making perspective. 
No argument there. You're a thousand percent correct. I'm not refuting that. Right. Where I'm getting on Salah is that he's walking into in, in front of the cameras to the microphones and he is lying yep. Yep. to people's face. And not only that, your own team is looking at you like, come on, coach, you're a bit extreme with this. This brother ain't ready. It's that it's hurting all of us. You cannot do that and survive in New York, doggy. Tell me I'm wrong. Again, they're trying to win games. What do you want to do with the kid? What, play Tim Boyle? I mean, you're making it sound like there's an alternative. You went, you you went and got Trevor Simeon for a reason. Bit. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, who, by the way, is QBR is 81, which is 13 points better than Zach Wilson. He's the one that succeeded Peyton Manning. You got to try something. I'm only talking, doggy. I'm only saying, you know you cannot talk to New York fans like that. You do know that, right? Am I right about that, doggy? Real quick quick before we go, I think think they need to go YOLO. I'm talking about football. And what I mean is, let Zach Wilson go out there and throw seven interceptions. But the way that they're playing with this kid right now, the way that they're trying to play around him and protect him. You can't win. You can't win like that. Right. So you I might as well try to go for the gusto and see right. if something happens good. Go on first down. Now, I blame Robert Salah for that because you okay. can say in a game, hey, man, throw the football. We're going to throw it to Garrett Wilson 12 times. Nathaniel Hackett, figure it out. We're going to make sure he pushes the ball down the field to Alan Lazard. My issue lies with that. But Stephen A., again, when we start talking about Robert Salah coming up to a podium and saying what really needs to be said as opposed to what he's saying right now, that's because of the owner and the general manager. But I'm not he saying to to say, I'm not saying I'm not saying he should say what needs to be said because I understand that every truth ain't meant to be told. I'm just saying stop lying. Yeah. We're going to do what well, we can. I don't can. know what he's supposed to so, say. Uh, in other words, the, the, we we he's our guy. We completely believe in him. We're here. Stop. Okay. Stop it. We all know yeah. it's a lie because we're going to look at him. And, and, and when and long after Zach Wilson is gone, we're going to remember the perpetual lies that he was telling the American public. And we ain't going to listen to him then. That's fair. That's my point. OK. Of the 34 qualified quarterbacks, he has the 33rd worst QBR. The it's only terrible. one worse is terrible. Justin Fields. Yeah, that's terrible. Who is terrible? Who is playing terrible? Also, Uh, here's the the bottom line. That was the tagline to wrap the segment. No, I got one more thing to say. Thank you. They in a terrible. Here is the bottom line. Why are we making a big deal? Once Aaron Rodgers went down, the Jets season was over. No contention. That's it. They were going to win six, seven games. No That's doubt. it. The season's for Sia. Adios. But here's the good news. The game's on. You have Rodgers on the TV. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I said, the good news is you have Rodgers next year. And, the next, and a year after that. Yeah. All right. I'm making a big deal. They were dead. The season was kaput. But they were not winning. Okay. Does anyone need to ask for their camera shot? Man, Does anyone oh, have any why. more taglines? Or am I allowed to go to commercial you break? You can go to commercial. Go to commercial. Okay. I'm shocked Thanks, you guys. want to go to the commercial break since the camera's on you right now. I thought you'd want oh, more camera. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to throw no smoke, Molly, this, but this you did just like. I mean, you're worthy. Okay. You deserve you camera time. Like you're worthy. School. You like it. I have not spoke for 30 minutes. I'm trying to get us to commercial break, and I'm the one in trouble. But you reprimanded us bad. Oh, my gosh. Can I get my camera? I felt the tag. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even promote anything. There's so many great segments coming up, and no one even knows at home what's happening because of all of you, these alpha males. And I'm the one that lacks humility. Get out of here. What universe do we live in? Pray for me. Pray for me. For you? 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. As we enter week four of the NFL season, there's only three remaining undefeated teams across the league. The Dolphins will put their perfect record on the line against the Bills on Sunday in Buffalo. Miami is seeking its first 4-0 start since 95 and first 3-0 start on the road since 2010. The 49ers have started 3-0 for the second time. In the last 25 seasons, they'll host, that's impressive. They'll host the Cardinals Sunday. San Francisco has also won 13 straight regular season games. And the Eagles seeking back-to-back 4-0 starts when they take on the Commanders in Philly on Sunday. They're also looking to becoming the first team to start 4-0 or better after losing in the Super Bowl the previous year since the 98 pack. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, there we are. Uh, what 3-0 team do you have the most doubt about? For me, it would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, right now, when I look at the offensive coordinator, Sitchin is uh, he's gone. He's the new head coach in Indy. Um, clearly, their running game is stout, but passing game-wise, it's problematic. We, see, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts return to what we saw him as last season. We certainly haven't seen A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams exploited to the max. Uh, along with Dallas Goddard, I might add, and I think that that's a bit problematic for them. So, I mean, right now the Eagles ranked ninth in passing offense. Uh, you know, they ranked ninth in passing offense last season. They ranked 23rd so far this year. So I think that's problematic because, listen, you're not going to beat the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, along with various others, potentially a Detroit or anybody else for that matter, if all you're doing is running the football because passing the football is so problematic for you. Um, I don't think it's a big problem. I don't think it's a problem that they won't overcome. 
But if we're comparing the 3-0 teams uh, with the most doubt, and you're comparing that to Miami, San Francisco, I would say that at the moment the Philadelphia Eagles are the ones with the big question mark, but just compared to those two, those two other teams. Uh, I would say Miami, Stevie. Uh, number one, Philadelphia's got a winning culture, played in the Super Bowl last year. Number two, Shanahan, San Francisco. They've been a big-time team, so I have confidence that they will keep it, keep it together. Miami's got no tradition whatsoever, not a great tradition of winning. Nobody knows that much about McDaniels. Not a great job. The play calling is wonderful, but still, uh, in the heat of the moment, how is he going to respond? You have to worry about Tua's health. I understand that he's played great, and he throws a beautiful ball, and they scored 70 points, and boy, oh boy, they're fun to watch. But you have to wonder about his health. I don't worry so much about, uh, obviously, Hurts' health. If, in fact, Purdy got hurt, you got Donald there. That's a quarterback-friendly offense. And they have a horrendous home field. That is not a big home field advantage. Teams love going to Miami. Most of the fans there are like the other teams anyway. San Francisco, good. Obviously, Philadelphia, excellent home field. I don't necessarily believe that that Miami home field, outside of the heat, is that intimidating. So, I mean, listen, they're playing great, fun to watch. Could be could be a super team, but Tua could go. That you never know. I mean, Larry, we all we thought he was going to retire last year at this time, and they have never won. A, it's been a long yeah. time since they've been good. So I'll say Miami. Let me preface this by saying I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, but my doubt is when Brock Purdy has to do it outside of a level of comfort. This man, and I don't know if he ever will this season until it gets late. We see that with San Francisco a lot. They play so good, and they get close NFC Championship or even to the Super Bowl, and then at some point it becomes about the quarterback making plays. It doesn't become about Kyle Shanahan calling plays or them being in favorable situations, and I just haven't seen Brock Purdy yet in that game where he's going to have to drop back and throw it 45 times and be the catalyst for them winning. Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal. Offensive line is phenomenal. We know Kyle Shanahan is going to put him in great spots. We know this team is probably going to compete to either be the representatives in the Super Bowl or even have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But I want to see Brock Purdy in some adversity. And once I see him deliver in those moments, when everything around him is not kind of going so great like it has been since he started mm-hmm. starting, then I'll, I'll, I'll well, be clear on the San Francisco 49ers. Here's why I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you because at some point your history has to tell you something. It may be a short window of history, but the fact is Brock Purdy is undefeated as a starter. He has something to do with them being undefeated. They're undefeated in a regular season since Christian yep. McCaffrey has arrived. He has something to do with them being undefeated. I can't sit up there and look at that and say, I want to see when adversity hits, when in fact what has really, really happened is is that, excuse me, they've created the absence of adversity because of how they perform. And Which so when I look at nice. them getting injured in the AFC NFC Championship game, I'm like, wait a minute now. Uh, I don't have any reason to be concerned or have doubts about San Francisco based on what I've seen. I got you. Let me ask you a question. Like, legitimate question. What has held the San Francisco 49ers back from winning Super Bowl? Quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I'm not saying Brock Purdy can't. Just haven't seen him in that moment. It's just like, look, don't on, we expect. Don't we expect you, every year for the quarterbacks you haven't seen in those moments? I don't hear your doubts about them. I've, I, that's what I started the season talking about. If he can't deliver in moments, it's, rego- it's irrelevant to talk about Dak Prescott because I know that's where you're going. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't. This is about San Francisco, Philly, Dallas will be in the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. 
When we think about San Francisco and what's what has hindered them, Mad Dog, let me take you down. Oh, I agree. Memory Garoppolo had the wide Garoppolo wide open in the Super Bowl. Right. Garoppolo sacked by Aaron Donald, throws an interception against um, Los Angeles. Correct. This is not about the San Francisco 49ers being good. I think you the made ex- a good point. And listen, here's the other thing, too. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, we give them a lot of grace because they have made NFC Championship. They have made the Super Bowl. But nobody ever asked the question, why haven't they won one? Nobody ever asked that question. The reason they haven't won one is because of quarterback play. It hadn't been the defense. It hadn't been the offensive play call in the Kyle Shanahan. It's been because when they get to a point where another team is putting pressure on them and it becomes about the quarterback, do they deliver? That's the only thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying Brock Purdy can't do it. We just haven't seen him in that moment. I don't know what Stephen A. was talking about. You are The answer is San Francisco or Miami. I mean, that's the answer. It's not Philadelphia who played great on Monday night. You know their offense with Devontae Smith, the new kid they got. What's his name? Who caught the touchdown pass of the night. He's very good. And A.J. Brown. Hurts is good. They steamrolled the Bucs. Yeah. Dallas lost. So they're in good shape in the NFC East. That was a ridiculous answer. Let me throw the Eagles. No, the answer is Miami or San Francisco. You centered on the San Francisco issue. I'm with you 100%. And you have to be a little worried about Tua and whether he can last 17 games. And for him to bring up the Eagles, who look good, they're 3-0, good start to the season, got Mm -hmm. to a Super Bowl last year Mm -hmm. because you're worried about their passing game? Steve, you're better than that. You're better. Well, first of all, all, I don't give a damn if y'all don't agree with me. I don't care. You know I mean, that's what this is about. That's number one. Number two, the passing game does matter because I'm thinking about Dallas's pass rush, San Francisco's pass rush, and what it's going to take to get you over the hump. The running game ain't going to do it for you. They're going to have to be able to throw the football. Thirdly, when you talk about San Francisco, well, they've been in numerous NFC championship games. Yeah. Why would I bring that up? When you talk about Miami, they might end up having the most prolific offense we have seen in NFL history when all is said and done. It is that prolific. It is that spectacular. Okay? So I'm looking at it from the standpoint, excuse me, based on what we've seen thus far this season. Because remember, the list is fluid. The list is fluid. When we see what we've seen thus far, I'm saying you don't have your your same defensive and offensive coordinator. Okay? You don't have that going on. And your passing game has struggled mightily because of it. And Dallas and San Francisco, the absence of a potent passing game plays right into their hands. Don't act like I'm not making sense here because you know I am. Here's the problem we run into, okay? We're not talking about these teams winning three damn games. We're talking about doubt because we got them all going to the playoffs and having a chance to win a Super Bowl. And the reason why I say the 49ers is because they have the quarterback that we have less of a sample size on. That's the only reason. And that's like, right. You're 100% that's it. No that's argument. it. You just want to drop him in a little hot water and that's see it. if he boils or he soars. That's it. It. 80 okay. yards, one timeout, need a touchdown. That's and based on what he's doing right now, it seems like he's going to thrive in okay. that in that situation. But we don't know okay. that. 100%. You want to talk about your Cowboys a little? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. The 1-2 Patriots <laughs> face the 2-1 Cowboys on Sunday. What will Bill Belichick cook up for Dak Prescott and the boys? And how will Mac Jones fare against that formidable defense? The Cowboys scored on all 10 of the red zone drives through two weeks, but settled for field goals on half of them. Dallas came up empty-handed on two of their red zone drives in Sunday's loss, including Dak's first interception of the season. Okay. 
Doggy, are we overreacting to one Cowboys loss? That was an atrocious defeat. First off, it knocked millions of people out of the survivor pool, including yours truly. <laughs> yeah. It bothered the heck out of me. I ruined it's my personal. weekend that I had Dallas go out there and lose to Arizona, who had a terrible loss to the Giants. Were you at half a gummy at that point or the full thing? Uh, nobody was home. It was a rainy day and I had lost in golf. I was on the booze at that point. Oh, I wasn't okay. on the gummies. That's good. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dallas, I'm worried about Dallas. 13 penalties, a million of them in the first half. Prescott, when he has to win a game, throws that horrendous interception. Yep. I don't want to hear about the defense, okay? The greatest defense since the 85 Bears, the 86 Giants. That defense, they made Joshua Dobbs look out to be Kurt Warner. That was not a great defense. I would be concerned. That's a sloppy performance. That's what would bother me. Dallas is always known for sloppiness, penalties, and the quarterback, and carelessness, and not yep. putting a- that is the epitome of why Dallas U is not a trustworthy team. So as a result, that defeat to me had all the signs that I had to see concern me. Why do you keep looking at me? Well, he just said Dallas is known for sloppiness, and I was just wondering if you were going to react to that. He what, agrees. What did I do to you? You played for the Cowboys. I was waiting to see if you were offended by the comment. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to insinuate that I'm. I'm I am pissed off about the comment, but the comment is true. Okay. And and, and here's the thing, though. Like, let's, let's not overreact, okay? Let's not overreact, doggy. I get it. And I understand what this league is about. Dallas going to the playoffs. They are going. Can we agree on that? Yes. All right. So when they get in the playoffs is really when the conversation is going to start about all of those things you brought up. But what you do have a point with is the fact that those are the things that stops them usually in the playoffs. The defense was not the issue in the playoffs last year. It was the offense and the quarterback turning the football over. Here's the thing. Here's why I don't want to overreact. If you want to ask me what should I overreact to Dallas um, loss about, my overreaction comes from Michael Parsons saying we played down. What have you done to play down to somebody? That's my issue with what happened with everything that happened in this game. What have you won to say you played down to somebody? Well, two I, dominant wins. No, th- but weeks. that means absolutely nothing in week three. Because you got to go out and win that game. The problem, if Kansas City says that, you know what I'm saying? I get it. They won, some they Super won Bowls. things. So they'll, they'll if, if, even if Philly said that, they went to a Super Bowl. If San Francisco says that, we went to a Super Bowl. We that go to NFC. Why are you saying that? Right, like, okay. But, but here's the thing Dallas, give Arizona credit. They, they beat Dallas. This was not about Dallas. It was an immature performance, Mad Dog, is what I'm going to say. When you look at the tape, Dallas was not prepared. They played the game like they were something they 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 believed everything that they heard about what people were saying and we were saying about how great they were. It's still a really good defense. All right. It's still a good football team. They were missing three starting offensive linemen, but who cares? The problem is, and like I like me and Steven they've been talking about, like I said before this season, beyond all of this regular season stuff, when they get in the playoffs. When they get to that that point that they were in in the Arizona game is why people can say what they say about Dallas. Penalties, turnovers, not delivering when it's important. And that's what happened. This defense will be fine. I'm not oh, concerned no, no, about no, no. it. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't get away with doing that. I'm sorry. Now, to piggyback off of your points, Before I make my point, allow me to read some stats to you because, you know, I looked them up. You know, I looked them up. You know, I'm going to look them up. You know how I am. Right. So, doggy, stay with me, my brother. Stay with me, my my, my, my man, because, you know, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys right now. And just some notes. Did you know, Swagoo, that they were 11 point 
favorites on the road going into that game yep. Sunday? Did you know that? Did you know that they gave up over 400 yards of offense? Did you know mm-hmm. that? To, 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 to Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you understand what I'm saying, right? Did you know that those 400-plus yards that they accumulated was like only on 53 plays, which averaged about seven and a half yards per play? Did you know that? Did yep. you know that? Because I know that. I know that. Did you know that? 7. I just want to make 2. sure about that because I'm, I'm just looking it up. I want to make sure. I just want to make sure you have all of this information because it's incredibly important, Swagoo. Sure. And I don't want you to miss this, okay? So I'm bringing up these stats for a reason because the Dallas Cowboys got pumped. Arizona ran the football on them. They played smash mouth football. They said, we ain't going to try to beat you throwing the football, but so much with Joshua Dobbs. We're going to run the football. We're going to run it down. You throw. Not that they accumulated a whole bunch of yards with James Conner, but they were sending that message. They were playing a physical brand of football. You just pointed out how the Dallas Cowboys were not prepared. Did you not say that? I believe you said that. Now, the Dallas Cowboys committed 13 turnovers. I'm sorry, 13 penalties. penalties. Yep. 13 penalties. They only committed two or uh, 11 in the first two games combined. Mm-hmm. They committed 13. What did we walk in the last season complaining about with the Dallas Cowboys? You know, in the aftermath of them losing that home playoff game to San Francisco before they turned around and lost the road playoff game to San Francisco <laughs> the following year. Remember that? We talked yeah. about their penalties, right? So I'm giving you football stuff just like you just gave me football stuff too to me and Doggy. Nope. Put your hand down. Okay. Because I want to get to the biggest point. Yeah. And you had the temerity, the unmitigated goal. Come on, national television. And you just brought up maturity. That's what yeah. you said. You said immature that, performance. <laughs> immature, immature. Yeah. So now we got immaturity. So first is three yeah. offensive linemen, and then I gave you the football reasons. You gave the football reasons. Now we point to immaturity. All it does is point to what I've said on constant occasions. Oh my God, bro! They will find a way. What can go wrong will go wrong. Okay, just be patient. Just wait. <laughs> It's coming because guess what, Marcus? You just gave me an additional reason why the Cowboys ain't gonna win this year. Oh, we, I get to, I don't even, in a minute, I get to I ignore. I get you. to ignore What's football, up? Molly. Now I get to point to their lack of maturity. <laughs> they need to grow up. How big of a loss is Trayvon? This is always something. It's a, it's, a, it's a big loss. I mean, he's a hundred like million dollar cornerback. How concerning is that? It's we'll concerning you know, from the standpoint of when when they get to these critical games. Dallas will be fine, man. Like this is, you know what you know what has happened the last two years. They've had a lot of penalties, and they won twelve <laughs> games and went to the playoffs. Yeah, like this. What Dallas did is what cost them in big games. So if you got an issue there, I'm with it. What they did against Arizona is what cost them when Molly, they get to those critical games. Why do teams lose during the playoffs? But outside of that, Stephen Molly, Hayes, why do teams lose during of the playoffs? Lose every year. Thirty-one of them. You know lose why they lose year. during the playoffs? Why? Because they're going against playoff caliber teams. Yeah. And See, Dallas is a playoff caliber so team. So when you're committing penalties or when you lack maturity, <laughs> you get exposed. The question, the question the is, are we team? overreacting to one loss? Well, We're not. Here's your other problem. May I? Yeah, quickly. Your other problem. You're going to be the fifth seed because the Eagles now are going to win the division. So now you're not going to have a host of playoff game, play the extra week, and have to play San Francisco before you go play Philadelphia to get to a Super Bowl Mad like dog. you did last year. Mad dog. Let me ask That's you ridiculous. Let's you be, can't win that way. Let's be real. Let's not, let's not sensationalize because Stephen A. loves to do this all the time. Let me ask you a question. Is it, is it a foregone conclusion that Dallas can win the NFC East? Let's be honest. 
Like, don't, no, don't do the not. emotional thing. It's I think not. you're in big trouble to win the We don't know I don't, if this I is think a Philly is the best trend, team and it's going to win the NFCs. But would it surprise you if Dallas won the NFC? After Sunday, it okay. Oh 27th in red zone efficiency. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. We ready? We ready? It's that I time? Had, I had to get by you because you, you've been on me today. I don't know what I did to you, okay, but you've been on Again, me. my mantra of the season, can I live? Oh, yeah, you can. Thank you. All right. And, and, and Stephen A. had requested that this becomes snafus by Swaggle. So I don't know. I don't know if you have the stroke when you're in L.A. like you got when you're here, big dog. But let me get yeah, to did, it, man. I did, I, did, I did ask him to change that. They yeah, deal yeah with let me get to it. George Pickens. George Pickens. Uh, what you doing, bro? I don't know what you're doing. Don't nobody know what you're doing. George Pickens in the game tried to throw a block in this game. And he was trying to catch a body, but his body got caught. Look at this, y'all. Missing <laughs> and didn't get kissed. Out of bounds, legs up in the air. That is a horrible situation. That is the literal definition of a snafu. When you're trying to catch somebody and then you get caught. Molly, that's like the person that show up to the club yeah. and they about to fight and they get snuck right before they throw <laughs> their first butt. They go to the second one. L- listen, Jets, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. But... It gets worse. Y'all got fans losing their mind and losing their teeth during a game. This man spit his teeth out. (laughs) He was so pissed off at what he was watching on the field. Look at him. Hey, man, you got to realize when you try to curse, it takes all of your teeth energy. And when your teeth energy ain't in your mouth, substantially, they come out. And look at the dude in the glasses in front of him. Lord, if this man's teeth would have landed on me, because you can't pick him up. You can't touch him. Another snafu. Let's go to USC. Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick of the draft. 
But Lord have mercy, they almost tried to take him out, man, dog. They tried to take him out. His center <laughs> tried to take him out of this world. Fellas, y'all know how this feels. Bing bong. And then drop to your knees because it goes up in your stomach and you can't hardly breathe. And this is an absolute snafu. This is the hardest hit that Kayla Williams is going to take all season long. It is absolute in-house disaster. They tried to tear the man career up in one little snafu. So I go had to bring that one to because all men can relate when that happens to you. And last but not least, Jimbo Fisher. It ain't been going great at Texas A&M. And he's my guy. Recruited me at LSU. Jimbo trying to play defense now. This man is on the field while the return is being made because he understands that my time is ticking and I got to do something to help this football team win. Look at Jimbo. And then he he wanted to hit him so bad that he kind of leaned his shoulder over and then realized that this probably be the worst thing ever happened in my career. My man's struggling out there in College Station. That is the snafus for this week. It is absolutely horrible. And I'm telling y'all right now, when you mess up, I'm going to find you. So y'all better try to take care of y'all there's during there's this only, week. There's only one suggestion that I would have had. I love the segment. I love it. There's only one suggestion that I would have had. Remember that movie when Burt Reynolds, I forgot the name of it, but he kept throwing it at the dude's privacy. He told the offensive lineman to let him through, uh, and he kept throwing it through. The longest shot. The longest shot. The longest. They should have played. They should have played that clip. That's what they should have done. That's a good movie. Kayla Williams That's almost a, got taken movie. out, y'all. Good That's movie. That was. That's good. Excellent. I like pointing out people disaster. There's something wrong with me. I don't expect that from you, yeah, but it was good. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.